Good morning for Wednesday, December 25th, 2013. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Political fight targets South Sudan's civilians. Sign-up period extended again for health plan, and Indiana considers a bill to ban gay marriage. In today's national news, state may act to plug abandoned Wyoming wells. And astronauts complete repairs to the space station. In today's business headlines, China's central bank eases fears of crisis. Banks make concessions in Detroit's bankruptcy, and in suit, banks test how far Volcker rule can be pushed. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Roger Cohen. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Juba, South Sudan. Political fight targets South Sudan's civilians. Written by Nicholas Kulish. The security forces went house to house, rounding up civilians by the dozens, survivors said. Some were summarily shot in the street, they said, while others were hauled off to crowded cells. Bodies of the executed were tossed into shallow graves, one recalled. Another jail where civilians had been taken reeked of death, a witness said. We thought that the war was fought between the soldiers, said Peter Nial, 30, one of many in a crowd of desperate people to describe attacks on civilians. Little more than a week after political tensions between South Sudan's leaders erupted into clashes in the streets of the capital, the crisis has broadened into a societal conflict in which ethnic divisions are fueling the violence and civilians are often the targets, not accidental victims, of the fighting. On Tuesday, the top United Nations human rights official, Navi Pillay, expressed concern about the serious and growing human rights violations taking place, reporting the discovery of at least one mass grave and the arrest of hundreds of civilians in searches of homes and hotels. Hours later, the United Nations Security Council voted to nearly double its peacekeeping force in South Sudan, hoping that a rapid influx of international forces would help quell the violence. But even as it moved to add nearly 6,000 international troops and police officers to the more than 7,600 peacekeeping forces already in South Sudan, the United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon soberly warned that they might not be enough. Even with additional capabilities, we will not be able to protect every civilian in need in South Sudan, Bond said. We have reports of horrific attacks. Innocent civilians are being targeted because of their ethnicity. This is a grave violation of human rights, which could fuel a spiral of civil unrest across the country, he said. South Sudan was born in 2011 after years of international diplomacy as a way of ending decades of conflict with Sudan. Donor nations have spent billions of dollars trying to turn one of the poorest nations in the world into a viable state, but the country has long been strained by deep internal divisions. The latest conflict began last week after President Salva Kiir accused the former Vice President Riek Makar of trying to stage a coup. Skirmishes rooted in politics then spiraled with shocking speed into attacks based on ethnicity, victims said. Kiir is a member of the Dinka ethnic group, the country's largest. Makar is a newer. The mistrust between the two groups has laid bare how much of the fledgling nation's cohesion was defined by opposition to the Sudanese government. 
In a displaced person's camp in Juba, where hungry people crowded under the meager shade offered by tiny shrubs, small tents, and slapdash shelters, Dang Wang, 34, said he had searched in vain among thousands for his wife and four other children. I don't know if they're still alive, he said.